Joe, thanks for giving us a couple moments and appreciate you spending some time on your holiday weekend. No problem, John. How are you doing? Are you doing good? You uh, Are you in Detroit right now or no? It's doing great. No, Hoyt is up in Detroit, and uh, I'm enjoying a couple of barbecues here before uh, getting the uh, taking the um, series over in, in uh, against Kansas City uh, starting tomorrow at, at Parisa Field. Beautiful. I love it. Well, you know I always love your work at Cleveland.com, and I always think uh, not only do you take a very analytical approach to things, but you're just a smart baseball guy. So I love having you on. I appreciate you giving us a few minutes. Uh, I got so many different questions I need to ask you. I guess we'll just start with Jose because – I, like, does it feel like he's finally That's getting a great place to start? Yeah, it, like it well it puts a smile on everyone's face, right? Like, does it feel like right. he's finally getting the respect that he deserves, or uh, like even in a game like yesterday where he just absolutely destroys it, and you look around and you're like, this might be the only part of the season that he gets to enjoy these type of games. If the if the pitching can't come together and you kind of just you know have a 79, 80, 81 game season, like yesterday are those reminders though that you're watching something special. Right, and, and I think Terry Francona would stop you in your tracks and tell you, you know, Jose is appreciated around here, and he's done that on several occasions, especially on the road when, uh, you know, visiting our media from Houston or wherever we, we've been, they, they say, you know, do you think he's underappreciated? And he stops the reporters right in, in their tracks and says, you know, we appreciate him around here. Uh, and it, it's sort of the idea that the, the national media doesn't recognize uh, the things that he's doing. And right now the numbers are just overwhelming and that they have to take notice. I mean, he's got 48 RBIs. He's on pace to, to, to match or, or break Manny Ramirez's club record from 1999. Uh, yeah, he's, he's the one at bat that you don't want to miss every time through the, the lineup. And uh, for, for him personally, it's exactly where he wants to be. Well, let me take it a step further then, uh, because I want to. I was looking at some of the like the, the encyclopedia pages and like the, the all-time team records, and there's really only three guys in in Guardians Indians team history that like keep popping up uh, time and time again, right? Jose is now in the top ten of all these lists, whether it's like offensive war, all these different type of things, and then it's Tommy, and then it's Lofton. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah, f- he's he's he, he, you're talking about a guy that's got a statue already out on the plaza, and that's. That's something that I think Jose really wants is to, you know, play the rest of his career, win a World Series, uh, get his number retired, and and have a statue built to him out on the plaza. Yeah, I think, and with each passing game and with each passing season, it feels like if anyone would be worthy of that, Jose would be definitely on that list. But 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 think about the the names that you just threw out there: Kenny Lofton, uh, Jim Tomey, and and Jose Ramirez. What do those guys have in common? They get on base. They get on base mm-hmm. in a variety of different ways. I mean, Tommy, he was either a home run or a, 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 a walk, and Lofton could get on base in a thousand ways and kill you. Ramirez is like the best of both of those worlds. He, he gets on base. He runs the base as well, and uh, he, his, his OPS is, is something that's, you know, it, it's just incredible how consistent he's been, uh, you know, since, since about 2015. Joe Noga, Cleveland.com, joining us here on The Fan. Uh, where are you at with Shane Bieber? Are you – and I'm not going to make you take anything out of the Tigers' start yesterday because that Tigers' offense is anemic. It's not – it's just not good. Uh, but, like, the, the velocity's down. I tend to think it's something with his shoulder. Are you buying into that? Or uh, do you feel like as we ramp up here, maybe what he's saying where uh, it'll start to rise up and get back up again will actually come to fruition? Yeah, I, I don't necessarily know if there's anything structurally or physically wrong with the shoulder. I think it might just be 
a matter of building up and, and, and having the, the repetitions and the number of starts. I, I, I think it's, it, it, yes, it, it is noticeable. Through nine starts, the velocity on his fastball is down, but he's pitching. And, it, uh, you know, Francona will say this, you know, he, he's just, he goes out there and he pitches. And he knows how to get a batter out, how to, how to set a guy up. And, and you've seen, uh, you saw yesterday, the curveball was, was phenomenal. So once he, you know, sort of commits to that uh, approach and, and, not, and doesn't have to worry about whether the, the fastball is at 92, 93, 94, uh, knowing that he can get guys out at 90, 91, uh, that's all right. It's not going to play against the Yankees or, you know, the Red Sox or, you know, some of the other teams. But uh, for pitching against Detroit, which he's going to do two or three times a year, uh, he's, he's going to be able to get these guys out. Uh, back to the offense, Joe. Stephen Kwan was a fun story in the early part of the season. He's kind of come back down to earth. Uh, how much of a leash does he actually have? I, well, he's, he's been moved out of the, the number two spot in the order. They, they bumped uh, Ahmed Rosario back up to that spot. And it was curious, I think, uh, what, what Cito said after he did that was having guys on base in front of Ramirez was one of the major factors for that. So, uh, you know, he, he sort of believes right now in Ahmed's uh, ability to get on base a little bit more than he does uh, Quan's. I think you're going to see him play uh, against right-handed pitchers uh, down in the lineup, right, uh, you know, pretty regularly. Uh, but yeah, maybe maybe another month or so, and if the numbers fall off precipitously, I think uh, he'll you could you could see him be in the mix for uh, you know traveling back and forth between Cleveland and Columbus. Is that also Austin Hedges in the mix for that? Because I don't know how he keeps getting that batch, Joe. Not not uh, not in the least. Austin oh. Hedges is your catcher for the season. Oh, don't tell uh, me that. I, I knew you'd say it, but it just doesn't feel good. You're, you're not the only guy who who cringes at, for every. Uh, Hedges at bat. I, I think Hoinsey, uh Sometimes I have to talk him through some of those at bats. Next to him, just uh, he, he he doesn't like it. Uh, Austin Hedges brings you intangibles that uh, Terry Francona raves about when the doors close. You know, we talk to him before, after every game, and he he raves about Hedges. The 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 leadership. It doesn't necessarily have to come with you know three four hits a game. Uh, he can do it in other ways and. Uh, you know, when, when Brian Shaw uh, hit his 10-year uh, Major League uh, service time, it was, it was Austin Hedges that led the, the clubhouse sort of gathering and, and gave a speech and presented him with his bottle of whiskey and, and all that. I mean, this is a guy who is a leader in the clubhouse, and he doesn't have to do it by, you know, getting a lot of hits. I, they, he, he works the pitching staff, and that's what Francona wants first and foremost, is go out there and get these pitchers through uh, some of these young guys, and and it's it's helping. Another right, now, yeah. you, you, go ahead. You've got you've got Luke Maley on the other end of it, who who had three hits in in Houston, and, and maybe gives you a little bit more offensively. Uh, but he's turned into Tristan McKenzie's uh, personal catcher. I think that he's the guy in the lineup uh, every other day for for Tristan. Yeah, I love that. It's kind of like, you know, Maddox had his personal catcher back in the day. I, I just love the idea of mm -hmm. Tristan McKenzie having his guy, and then also I like the idea of Austin Hedges riding the pine a little bit too. <laughs> well, uh, you know, Luke Maley is is able to just go out there and let Tristan sort of dictate, uh, and, and and the last couple of starts have been phenomenal. In the month mm -hmm. of May, he's three and one, and uh, what is two point oh five ERA? He's got twenty uh, what thirty strikeouts and just uh, ten walks in in the in the month in, in thirty six innings. So 
Uh, Tristan's having a, a phenomenal month of May if, if he can, uh, you know, finish it off here uh, with another great start and, uh, against Detroit where he's had a lot of success. Uh, I think uh, you've got really something going for, for Tristan right now. And Joe, what have you seen click with Tristan? Is that just – you talked about his command right there, and that's what I've noticed when in watching these games. He just has – he's got great command of his pitches right now. It's not just the fastball command. It's the fact that that fastball is riding in the zone and it's, it's, giving, it's giving hitters problems. And once he establishes that, he goes to his curveball as sort of his off-speed pitch. And then the slider is, is, is really good. It's got good movement to it. So uh, you, all three pitches were on display in his last start in Houston. And, and he was pretty dominant against a really good Houston lineup. I love talking about the different changes that you see in, in different players as the season moves forward, or even from last year. And like, like Josh Naylor, for instance, you know, he had the injury last year, and, and he comes on back, and, and this year he's just tearing the cover off the ball. Like, What have you seen with Naylor that tells you that this is here to stay? Uh, going back to that, uh, that week that he had in Chicago where he was just mm-hmm. driving the ball, uh, and, and Chris Valeka, the, the hitting coach, uh, talked about this. He's, he, he's still able to sort of you know, flick balls off and, and hit them to the, to the left side and, and, and stay on pitches that he needs to when he's behind in the count. But when he's ahead in the count and it's to his advantage, you see him sitting on that left foot and just weight back and driving the ball. And we haven't really seen that Josh Naylor prior to this year. And that's a, it's amazing that he's able to have that growth despite the injury and the time that he missed. Uh, to, to be sitting into his power right now the way he is and driving that ball into the, the right center field gap uh, as, as much as he has lately it's it's remarkable. It's uh, it really is. Joe, I got to tell you, I was not pleased with Thursday night and Francona pitching to Miggy, and I understand that Miggy is you know like seventy five years old at this point, uh, but <laughs> he's the only player in the Tigers team that can hit at this point as well. They have like five guys below the Mendoza line. I know batting average is not everything. It's just they're not a good baseball team. But Miggy, for some reason, is still able to contribute. And I just thought they should have put him on first. And I, I heard Francona's reasoning after the fact. He, he, didn't, he, he didn't want them to pinch run and then have him steal second base. But my, I posit that you would then have Miggy out of the game if you then made it to extras and the runner on second doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, it, there's a lot of moving parts, and especially like like you said, with that that extra runner in the uh, in the tenth uh, inning starting there, it, it, it's tough. I I just think you know maybe it, it could have also been for a sort. Uh, he wanted to see what that matchup uh, between Stefan and and Cabrera could could do. Uh, Stefan's a guy who he's really sort of been riding this season and been and needed to with Karinchak being on the uh, the injured list. Uh, it, it's Maybe that was a, an instance where he, he sort of wanted to, to, to really see what the guts of, uh, of Trevor Stepan are. How does Tito, how does he look around the rocker room? Is he, does he feel rejuvenated? Do you get that sense that he's like, he's there? He's great, yeah. Good, he, good. He, he, uh, he had the, the minor medical procedure that he had to miss the game, or that they, I don't think they even played the, the, the rainout game uh, last week, but you know, he's, he's moving around fine on the, on the foot. That was the real concern from last year. Uh, we were out in Oakland and he was out on the field, uh, prior to one of the afternoon games. And he just had a big smile on his face. There's a photographer out there who's been out there for years who he interacts with and has a good time with and, and jokes with. And just to see him sort of engaging with anybody who comes within 10 feet of him, uh, with a smile on his face has been, has been really positive this year. Uh, not just for this year. I think moving forward in the future, I think it, it's a good sign. Joe, you ever been in a fantasy football fight? Uh, I've not. 
I, I I stay away from the fantasy football. I let my my wife and son. They are the the ones who are the fantasy football experts uh, in in my house. But uh, I'm too busy, you know, crunching numbers on baseball <laughs> when football season starts. I I can't. I can't split my focus. I hear you. Three games, though. Three games for Tommy Pham. I, I don't know. It seemed like a lot. Uh, you, you don't, we, we've learned, I guess, as a culture that uh, slapping people in the face <laughs> in, in public uh, leads to pretty severe consequences. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 can, I can see where they went with this. It, it, three games for that and only one game for, for Josh Donaldson, I think, is uh, kind of a joke uh, in that regard. I, I, I yeah, you know, I kind of want to see Josh Donaldson uh, suffer a little bit more of a hit than than that for for what he did. It's a good point. I'm now envisioning Rob Manfred coming down and handing Will Smith a three game suspension. <laughs> this is what he does. Uh, was, I don't think Will Smith was ever in a baseball movie, so uh, we don't have to worry about. No, that. just the legend of Bagger Vance. I think that's his only uh, his only sports his credit only, that I can think of. Yeah. Well, 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 Ali. I mean, that was oh that was classic. That you're right. That is a good one. And he did once have a, a memorable basketball scene in the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So, like, we're, we're getting there, Joe. But I appreciate the time, and I always appreciate your work. I think you're one of the best, and uh, thanks for giving us a couple minutes. John, I really appreciate it. Thanks. Right, good stuff right there. Joe Noga, Cleveland.com. Always check him out. I read him. Anything he puts out, I read. I think he's so good at, uh, again, a lot of the analytical stuff around baseball, but even just some of the other stuff around the game. I think he's just as good as it gets. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.